When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Ken Absuck, and this is Daily Thrones, a quick look at the world of ice and fire. What will the last shot of the series be? What does that mean? What is that resolution? Is there happiness in it? These are things we've been talking about the last couple of days here on Daily Thrones. This morning I'm thinking, what is the last shot? Is it big and epic? Daenerys Targaryen? John Aegon Targaryen Snow standing on a hillside? Overlooking the kingdom they've now won? Or could they be overlooking a kingdom they defended that is now destroyed? Or is it even something small? Back to Winterfell we go. The Stark children around the table talking about father? Is it, is it something like that? Is it the Night King walking around, crunching the snow under his feet? Knowing he is one. How? How do you possibly end this series? But more importantly, more specifically, how do you even possibly wrap it up with one final shot? The first shots of the series are north of the wall. They're mysterious. A door opening. Three rangers in the snow. It only gets super interesting and super intriguing moments later with the arrival of the White Walker. So to go back to that doesn't seem right. I don't even know if the wall will be standing in, in its entirety. We know part of it's breached. Maybe the entire wall will still come down. So there can't be that poetry. It has to be something else. The first real moments of the series are spent with the Starks. In a lot of ways, this is the Stark story, though main characters definitely join in along the way, and it no longer feels like just the Stark story. But I could see, especially for television purposes, it ending kind of where it began with Winterfell or what's left of Winterfell and what is left of the Stark family. What do you guys think? How could you possibly predict this? But I want you to try. What will the final shot of Game of Thrones be? It's Daily Thrones. Sometimes we have silly questions. Sometimes we try to get big answers. Hey, Ken, Kevin Ross. I like the question uh, of the final shot, but to answer that, we need to do a process of elimination. If the siege of Winterfell is first, then who would survive that? And then we would have King's Landing or Plan B. Who would survive that? If Arya does begin to fall through on her list, who survives that? Once I think we have those three answers out of the way, we can begin to extrapolate a good final scene. But to speculate responsibly... Uh, we have to ask this very important question. Is there a possibility that King's Landing is destroyed first and then we have the Siege of Winterfell because it would change the dynamic of who survives what and where? Uh, and I sort of pose that to you and the, the, the listening audience that's out there. I've always said that the Siege of Winterfell happens first and then King's Landing, but is there a possibility that King's Landing goes up first and then we destroy Winterfell? Thanks. So I like the science behind Kevin trying to figure out the final shot. 
because who would be there? That's the math equation we all need to figure out and solve. The idea of what would go first, King's Landing or Winterfell, uh, it's a fair question. We are just following the logic of the Night King going south, but we never know when the show's going to pick up. We've seen the show have a lot of... uh, uh, a lot of time between the seasons. We've also seen in, in the case of five into six, uh, it, it was almost immediate. Jon Snow dies. Davos is awoken by ghost. That's five and six connected. So seven and eight, could they have some time? Yeah, they absolutely could have some time between them. So what if the Night King takes over? Now, I don't think we're going to miss any big battles but what if winter as as we saw snow was falling in king's landing when jamie was riding away maybe when season eight dawns much like the actual production delay in time between these seasons maybe there's a little bit more time going on and the war is raging on maybe winter has come in its entirety to westeros even down to dorne that could mean all places are up for grabs. It's not just a logical order of the Night King and his army going south. In that scenario, I could see King's Landing falling first. And I do believe King's Landing will fall in some way. I do believe what Danny saw in the House of the Undying is partially going to come true. We'll see how much of it is literal, but I think King's Landing, the Hall, the Red Keep, broken with snow in it i think that's close as you're going to get to a literal prophecy or prediction or premonition or promise from the show if something's gonna happen there so if king's landing goes first yeah maybe cersei isn't at the end maybe cersei survives maybe that's what it takes to make cersei cry and find some of her own redemption and join up in the big fight for the end following the night king from the north heading south leading to a big battle at Winterfell something I still believe in something I still think will happen but following that logic you know does that mean the that war ends and then it turns towards King's Landing then it's the survivors heading on down kind of what Cersei's planning for you're on bring me the golden company we're gonna hold down here they can go fight the ice zombies we'll take what's left could that be it Maybe Cersei and her armies have to defend against the Night King and the survivors of what came before it have to help Cersei. And Cersei has to accept their help. That could be the journey. But all of that, we'll figure out. We'll find out. Speculate responsibly. But that will all factor in to what the final shot will be. Hey, okay. So... If Sansa ends up um, becoming queen, um, the Lady of Winterfell, is she still considered a Stark? Because when she was in King's Landing, she was married to Tyrion Lannister, and thus, by you know how they did things back then, she would be considered a Lannister at that point from because of husband. Then when she gets back to Winterfell, she is now, well, she because she didn't consummate the marriage with Tyrion is sort of is null and void. So then she. Gets back, she's son to Winterfell, and she marries Ramsay Bolton. And obviously, the marriage was consummated by force, but 
is she still considered a star? Because she should be considered a Bolton. And also, with the amount of f terrible things that happen, is she pregnant? Is there a possibility that she also is pregnant? And if so, how how will that affect her being Lady of Winterfell? New caller alert, Sapphire checking in with a very good and fair question about Santa Stark. We are talking about Sansa, my idea that maybe she rises to the head of the house, Stark, ahead of that family. Other people, Kevin calling in from Three Cocktail Questions, says, hey, she might go all the way to the Iron Throne. Uh, both would be fine in my book. Both would make me happy. But the question does remain, is Sansa Stark? Now, as Sapphire pointed out, the marriage to Tyrion can't really count that. She's not a Lannister, not officially consummated. And I'm sure Tyrion would vouch for it. Tyrion would say, as he said privately, probably say publicly, that doesn't count as my wife. Uh, she is not a Lannister. So, we obviously know she is a Bolton technically. This poor journey that Sansa was on took her to some dark places. And that marriage to Ramsay is the darkest of the dark. But it kind of seems... That house Bolton's gone. They're out. Ramsey's gone. Roos is gone. The Dreadfort, I don't think anyone's going to fear it anymore. So maybe, not saying it's right, not saying it's legal in the lands of Westeros, maybe no one cares. Maybe they just ignore what's going on with Sansa. Now, of course, the question about could Sansa ever be with child, that would definitely affect things. But maybe a new king or queen could change Change what that child's name is. Could decree it. Uh, I think, I'm hoping, I think we're all hoping that time has passed and that Sansa is not pregnant. Pregnant en Enough time has passed, I should say. And that what happened with Ramsay, um, uh, even Ramsay's kind of promise uh, that was, a lot of people took as a pregnancy warning, uh, that maybe it is gone. We'll see. Again, Time, a lot of time passed in season seven, but in some ways, uh, maybe not enough time passed. I think we're safe, but that would change things. That would change the line. But you kind of get the sense that everything in Westeros, and that would maybe mean, mean Essos if the war goes over there, is going to the wheel breaking. Things change. Maybe, just maybe, it won't matter what Sansa's last name was. It matters what it is now and what it will be. Stark. Hey, Ken, so I, I've been thinking about Tyrion and, and what could be a, a satisfying conclusion for his character. And it's a little tricky. I'm, I'm not sure. I don't know if, you know, he's a character I could actually see surviving. He seems to be a survivor. He's always getting out of situations one way or another. But I could also see him die in season eight, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I could see a situation where, I don't know, maybe maybe Cersei kills Jaime and then Tyrion kills Cersei fulfill and he's really the Valonqar and that's fulfilling that prophecy. But as far as a happy ending, what would a happy ending for Tyrion be? I think he would just be everything of the wars and everything to be over and him maybe go into like a, a Yoda type seclusion and just want to be done with everything that's happened if he in fact survives the events of season eight. What will be Tyrion's end? Will be the end of his story? The end of his journey? And will there be happiness in it? We're all going to find out, but let's speculate about it. We've been talking about resolutions and happiness, and Eric brings it up. What does Tyrion want? What does he want now? 
The love of his father, the love of his brother, maybe even the love of his sister was something he wanted for a while. Acceptance within his own family. He understood he didn't have acceptance in society. He had a position of privilege that he used as best he could, but he knew that was only going to take him so far with the world. But I think he wanted love from his family and then love from another person. He drinks and whores himself, maybe trying to do it to an early grave, but he's motivated by love. And I really do believe he loved Shay, especially on the show. It's more highlighted on the show. And uh, her betrayal really broke him, which maybe led him to just not caring anymore and taking out Tywin. In the book, the phrase, where do whores go, has a lot more meaning has a lot more purpose to the story of Tyrion and what he might be looking for. It is that first whore, the story he tells on the show, the one that, well, he fell for. The marriage either wasn't real, it was a work by Tywin, it was a prank, it was a lesson, or, as Jamie says, it was actually real. We lied the whole time. That is what Tyrion is searching for more in the books than he is the show. Love, acceptance from one person, some kind of peace. He's had varying levels of power, and if Danny or maybe even John ascends to the throne, if that throne is even still there at the end of the show, Tyrion might have that power. But what does he really want? Is it the power of riding dragons? Is he the third dragon rider? Is he the Valonqar? Does he go ahead and kill Cersei? Would that bring him happiness? Tyrion seems like kind of uh, the character, much like we've been talking about Davos, that will carry some scars for a while. Which means I could see a little bit of what you called, Eric, the Yoda syndrome of him going off into seclusion. The Yoda did that out of a little bit of failure. Failure to save the galaxy, failure to destroy the Emperor. Failure to manage the plan properly. Tyrion has done a lot of things right. He's done some things wrong. He suffered in Season 7. He was in a slump after not being used well in Season 6 and being on a different journey at the end of 4 into 5. So now he's in a different spot. Not counting the war, which is coming, and that will be interesting. Does Tyrion's knowledge help him to victory? Does he get some sense of purpose from that? I think his resolution will have to be based around his personal peace. What does that mean? Where does that take them? That is a big question. I don't have the answer to yet. What do you guys think? Where will Tyrion go? How will it end? Could he die? I think there's a good chance he survives. That's it for now. We'll talk more tomorrow here on Daily Thrones. Don't forget to like the uh, Facebook page. It is there. We're going old school, 2009 style. Give it a like. See you guys tomorrow.